It's our job to tell better stories. And always remember, it's the risk takers that are rewarded. People are sick and tired of being marketed to, and they're sick and tired of being sold. The single biggest story today in sales and marketing is how our customers are buying different Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Growth Hub podcast brought to you by SaaS marketing agency, Advanced B2B. It's your host here, Edward Ford, and today we are delving into the world of product marketing, and I'm delighted to say we're joined by Jessica Webb, who is product marketing manager at everyone's favorite collaboration platform, Trello. Jessica has a background that spans customer service and marketing, having worked at Apple Retail and Lyft before moving to HubSpot, where she worked as both a support engineer and demand gen marketer. Since moving to Trello, Jessica has worked in content marketing before their successful acquisition by Atlassian, and she's now driving the growth of Trello's products in a role that connects the dots between their marketing, sales, product, and growth teams. In this episode, we explore the topic of product marketing to understand its role, its purpose, and how it differs from other forms of marketing. And Jessica also gives us a peek inside how Trello does product marketing, including the differences in product marketing when targeting new customers versus existing customers, how to measure the success of product marketing, how Trello's marketing, sales, growth, and product teams collaborate when it comes to product marketing, how Trello's product marketing team work together as a fully remote team distributed across the globe, how Trello communicates its product messaging and value proposition, which is actually pretty challenging considering it's such a horizontal product, alongside how they localize it for different regions and markets around the world, and finally, some common mistakes product marketers tend to make alongside the keys to success when it comes to product marketing. Stay tuned to the end of the episode where Jessica takes on our Fast Five challenge and she also shares her best piece of advice for fellow SaaS marketers. So here is episode 11 of the Growth Hub podcast with Jessica Webb, Product Marketing Manager at Trello. Welcome to another episode of the Growth Hub podcast, everyone, and uh, welcome to the show, Jessica Webb, Product Marketing Manager at Trello. So Jessica, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great to have you with us. And uh, this episode has been one year in the making since we met a year ago at Inbound uh, in Boston and have kept in touch. And now I'm so thrilled we got the chance to catch up and actually talk about something we haven't focused on yet here on the Growth Hub podcast, and that is product marketing. So I guess a good starting point is what is product marketing and, and what is its purpose? Yeah, definitely. It's a great question. And I think it's a evolving role. So I'm happy to talk more about it. So the way that we at least kind of talk about product marketing at Trello is that uh, product marketing's job is really to be product experts about Trello and more specifically kind of like the area of the product you're focusing on. So I'll go into that a little bit later, but the way that we're split out right now is kind of, we've got a monetization and enterprise focus for one of our product marketers kind of a core and platform focus. So like the core product and integrations. And then what I do is more on the kind of growth marketing side, uh, growth engineering, experimentation, and new user experience. And for product marketing, the whole thing behind what we do is we try to figure out the best way to kind of validate that we're aiming for the right people in the market, that like our product is fitting our audience, uh, how we kind of frame the message that it is we're trying to deliver to those people, and it might vary depending on who we're talking to. And really just understanding who the audience is and kind of translating back and forth between 
our users and potential users and the people actually building our product. Yeah, how do you actually differentiate when marketing to potential new users and then of course your existing users and customers of Trello? Yeah, you know, I think that's something that we are constantly working on and I think we're trying to get even better at that now. It's funny that I think the longer you work for a company or for a product, sometimes you forget that you could actually just talk to people who are using it. So I think that we've really leaned into kind of the user testing side of things. And um, when I first joined Trello a year and a half ago, I came in and kind of was gung-ho on setting up personas for us. And we did that and I think it was helpful, but I think in the last year I've started to understand how personas can be kind of limiting. And um, we've been working with one of our kind of UX designers on this concept of jobs to be done, which is kind of a more fluid and human way, I think, of explaining like who it is that might be hiring your product to do a job. That's kind of the jobs to be done concept. And for us, I think that it tends to be a lot of, you know, surveying the current audience and holding events and um talking to our sales team and figuring out like who are the successful users that they're working with and trying to really just have our ear to the ground, like across the different channels where our users are hanging out. We've got a pretty active community um, in a Slack channel. We've got thousands of users in there. So we often can just like message those people directly, which is really nice. And uh, we do some like incentivized survey stuff too. So we'll send out like, you know, Hey, we're looking to, ask people about this specific feature or if they're using this and we're offering like a gift card if you can fill this out. Yeah. And actually when it comes to product marketing at Trello, how do you actually, you know, measure the success of your work? Yeah. I I think that one can be uh, kind of challenging sometimes. And I think it depends on like which part of the product you're working on because a lot of the time I think a product marketer's job is to figure out like where are the bottlenecks in maybe a product feature that you're trying to kind of bring to the masses and it's not getting adopted. I think that's part of your job is figuring out why. I think another part of your job is setting goals for specific launches. So, you know, we recently launched a desktop app and we had a specific goal of installs across both Mac and PC. So measuring those kind of adoption metrics and tracking that over time. uh, I think, you know, me personally, I have goals around like how many customers I'll talk to in a given week or month. And beyond that, I think, you know, uh, a lot of product marketers will also have like a kind of a sales number of some sort, like not a direct sales number, but, you know, if there's like upgrades or anything like that, then, you know, working with the monetization team, like that might be something too, if we're focusing on getting people to kind of work from the free to the paid product. Okay. And of course, there's different types of marketing and different types of marketers. You have uh, inbound marketers content marketers, growth marketers. Mm-hmm. So in terms of product marketing, how does it sort of differ from, from the other forms and disciplines of marketing? Yeah. You know, I think um, for product marketing, there's a kind of a, it's, it's got like a full spectrum of the kind of things you focus on, because I think at a high level, you know, you're thinking about kind of the persona or jobs to be done framework and messaging to prospects and kind of the journey of a customer. And you're thinking about kind of the opposite side of that, which is like at the bottom of the funnel when you're actually working closer to the sales team and like making sure that they have what they need to close deals. So I think that the product marketing job is to like know the customers really well, know the potential users really well, and be able to kind of create 
content and tools for the sales team to use. And I think that both digital marketers, content marketers, email marketers, like their specialties are things that product marketers, you know, I think a good product marketer should be able to write for both long form and short form, you know, product copy, blog copy, but we are really lucky on our team to have a dedicated content team that they kind of liaise between product marketing and um, when things actually go live. So like a product marketer will write a launch post for our blog, but a content marketer will actually make sure it's like optimized for SEO and, you know, it's going to be shared on the proper platforms and that we're kind of targeting the right keywords with that and that we're, you know, looking at the rest of our content offerings and making sure it fits in in a nice way. So I think like a product marketer is kind of laser focused in their specific area. And I think like our content team, email marketing, those kinds of roles are very focused on kind of the overall strategy of how that fits in. So I think that's a big part of it. Same thing for like paid marketing, you know, like a a product marketer is going to focus on like the given feature and the given goals and a paid marketer is going to focus on like, what's the best channel to get those things out there. Yeah. So let's, let's move on to talk a a little more about Trello and could you tell us about your role specifically, your responsibilities as Mm -hmm. product marketing manager and you know, what what does a typical day look like for you? Sure. Yeah. So it's kind of a cool thing. I, um, when I started doing product marketing for a growth team, it wasn't a role that had existed before. So I kind of had the opportunity to mold that with our growth team lead. And it's an interesting role because I kind of live at the intersection of marketing product development, uh, and customer and user acquisition, I think about activation and retention a lot, sometimes upsell, but my focus right now is really about signups and monthly active users. And I'm really laser focused on kind of the first experience that a new user has with Trello, because we've found, you know, if if we can get people engaged and kind of uh, interested in getting the value from Trello as quickly as possible, then they're much more likely to stick around for that next month and the month after that, and to invite other people to the app. So, For me, I'm focusing a lot on kind of optimizing both the user acquisition flow as well as activation part of it and making sure that, you know, when people come into Trello, they know what to do. So it's a pretty simple tool, but if you uh, don't necessarily have like a project in mind, it can be kind of daunting to just start out with nothing. So I have a background in uh, customer service. I worked at both the Apple store and in customer support at HubSpot before moving to marketing. So a lot of what I do with our growth team is, you know, provide perspective both on kind of empathy towards the end user about communicating kind of what it is we want them to do and making sure that we're being benefit focused and not feature focused for them. And also kind of sharing the marketing side of things and making sure that we're talking to these people in a human way and not an overly technical way. Uh, And for the growth team, we're focused on running experiments both Uh, in product communications, on the website, both logged in and out. So whether you're already signed up or not signed up and um, overall for running like marketing campaigns to really improve our users experience with Trello and kind of enhance how they use it in their lives. So that's my specific role for product marketing at Trello, but I think it's kind of a unique one because product marketing typically is a little bit more uh, external facing. And a lot of what I'm focused on is internal experimentation. Okay. And, and like you said, you know, product marketing as a function is typically sitting in the middle of growth of sales 
of yep. products and of course of marketing. So how do you actually organize your teams and, and communicate and collaborate? And uh, you know, where does product marketing fit in the puzzle at Trello? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's interesting because I think what I'm seeing happen kind of in the market now and, you know, from events I've gone to and other product marketers I've talked to, it feels like product marketing is getting more technical and like a lot of product marketers are kind of wearing a hat that's somewhere in between product marketing and product management, which I think is really exciting for marketers. Uh, but for our team right now, we are um, focused on product marketing being both, so for core team, which is like core product features, monetization, and our growth team. And the way that that works is like product marketers kind of own a 360 degree relationship within those teams. So when I say that, I mean like, um, for example, I used the desktop app before, but I could also use like a power up launch. So Trello power ups are our version of integrations. So when my teammate is working on a power up launch, you know, he's going to make sure that he's got uh, a messaging doc, a overall strategy and timeline of the launch. He's going to communicate with the sales team to make sure that they understand like how that specific power up is going to work, going to coordinate with our content and social media teams to make sure that they're ready to go with the blog post on launch day and that there's tweets and, you know, Facebook messages ready to be published. Um, and also make sure that, you know, he's communicating with the third party power up as well so that he has all the assets he needs from their side and then kind of funneling that back directly into the product cycle. So also taking any feedback that we get from the support team on if there's either bugs with that new power up or if there's like anything that people expected to work differently. And we can kind of use that feedback and pipe it back in either to our internal product teams and engineers or back to that third party tool and make sure that we're kind of keeping the flow of information going. So I really think like product marketing's job at Trello specifically is to kind of be uh, aware of all sides of what's going on and make sure that you're communicating kind of the status of things and doing that for everyone who touches either a launch or a feature or whatever it is that you're working on. Yeah. And, and you yourself, you're uh, actually based in Boston. So I'm just wondering uh, where's the rest of your team located and, and how do you actually collaborate and work together uh, remotely? Yeah, that's a great question. So Trello right now is about 70% uh, remote and we've got over 120 people at the company now and we were acquired last year by Atlassian. So now we're over 2000 people. Um, but my team specifically is distributed all over the world. Uh, we've got for product marketing. We've got another one of my teammates actually happens to be in Boston, just coincidentally, one in New York. For the content team, we've got somebody on Vancouver Island, somebody in New York. We've got another member in New York. We've got two people in Brazil, somebody in Spain, LA, Chicago, uh, Jacksonville, Houston, and sometimes Tokyo. <laughs> so we're really all over the place. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, you know, it's Trello is really a remote first company and I had never worked somewhere like that before. You know, I've worked at companies that are remote friendly and it's okay for you to work remotely for like a week at a time. And, you know, uh, you can do it, but you definitely kind of feel like the floating head on the wall when you're on a meeting. But at Trello, the whole concept is if you have a meeting, you treat it like it's a remote meeting no matter what. So even if three of the people are at our headquarters, which are in New York, and one person, like 
me is in Boston, then everyone will take the meeting from their desk on Zoom with video. So how come someone is sometimes in Tokyo? <laughs> yeah, one of my teammates, uh, one of our marketing designers. So if you ever look at our blog, uh, we've got two amazing marketing designers. And my, one of my colleagues, Tiny, does um, a bunch of the most recent illustrations. And he kind of floats his time back and forth between Florida and Tokyo. So it's, that's a really interesting one because, um, you know, like some of our meetings are at weird times when you're on that side of the world. But that's kind of our policy is that you should overlap with uh, HQ hours for like four hours of your day. So you make it work. You know, I think that's kind of the, ben the benefit of remote work is that you really have the flexibility to be able to travel and do these things. But uh, the expectation is that you're going to have good internet connection and you'll be available for kind of those core team meetings and core team hours when people need to reach you. Yeah, great. And uh, let's talk about positioning now. And, yeah. you know, one of the challenging things for a product like Trello is that it's used in a multitude of different ways by a variety of different people. So mm. how did you actually develop a clear message that speaks to all your potential new users and, you know, communicates quite a clear value proposition? Totally. Yeah, it's really challenging. I mean, Trello is one of the most horizontal products definitely that I've ever worked on and I think out there in general. I mean, we've got people using it to plan their wedding and then we've got people using it to plan events and people using it to run team meetings. So it's really varied. And I think for a long time we were kind of um, so focused on that that we were hesitant to kind of think about there being either personas or specific jobs to be done for Trello. So I think initially personas kind of helped us dial in and see, okay, like who are the people who are already being successful with Trello? Who are the people who are most likely to pay us in the future based on people who are paying us now? And I think that was a good start for us. But I, I think that what personas do is they give you kind of a limited scope of the world. And they're usually, you know, at least in our context is kind of more of a business focus. So with this jobs to be done concept, we could talk more broadly about, you know, um, somebody's hiring Trello in this case to help them organize their life or to help them be better at their job. And I think with those categories, it gave us a little bit uh, more room to kind of explore. But, you know, at the end of the day, we are a business. And I think for us, a lot of what we're trying to do is like, we want to be able to speak to everyone, but you kind of have to choose who you're speaking to on your website and in your marketing, at least for kind of the more general touch points, like your homepage, you know, it's, it's going to be impossible, I think, to speak to every single person from your homepage. And I know we did um, a blog post with HubSpot a while ago that was kind of around growth hacking experiments. And I talked about a test that we did where we ran 11 different uh, headlines on our homepage to figure out what was the best messaging that resonated with people from kind of sign up through activation for Trello. And that's a key thing for us. Like we're not just thinking about signups. We're also thinking like once these people sign up, are they using the tool? So for us, we were testing messaging around kind of individual use cases versus team use cases versus just getting things done. And what we saw was like the most significant lift really happened around kind of the collaboration and team perspective of things. Uh, and that's really what we've leaned into, at least for now on our homepage. And we're constantly testing that. So 
you know, by the time this airs, we could have changed it. <laughs> but right now, uh, we we kind of settled on the team-focused collaboration component being the thing that spoke to kind of the most people that felt like they are going to get the most value out of Trello at this moment. And when I say that, I definitely am not saying that Trello cannot be used for other things. Like, I think that's a really key differentiator there is just because, you know, your homepage is going to be more geared towards teams. It doesn't mean it's not for individuals. Yeah. And, you know, Trello is, is not just uh, a horizontal product, but it's also a truly global product. So mm-hmm. how did you actually localize Trello, your product marketing, your messaging, your value proposition for, for different regions and markets around the world? Yeah, that was a really cool process. Um, we've, you know, it, it was fascinating. We did it with a very small team. We've got an international marketing manager and then we've got two kind of regional international marketers, uh, one for the Nordics region and one for Brazil. But uh, when our kind of international marketing manager first took on this project, she figured out a way to work with tons and tons of freelancers around the world. And we were able to localize in, you know, like the, the timeline for doing it was crazy. I, I don't know how that happened so quickly, but I think that it kind of speaks to the hustle of Trello and, and the way that kind of the attitude was, you know, we don't have a huge team right now, but we can lean on these other experts to get there. And, um, you know, we use certain types of software to translate things for the website. Um, but we, yeah, we really, we touched, we, uh, reached out to people in specific markets, specific translators, and we were able to use Trello to manage the whole process. So we could kind of track what had been translated at a given time. Um, We were able to choose which markets to focus on kind of based on where there was already interest for the app in English. So we're we're very globally focused. And I think that um, you're going to see other launches coming up soon in other regions that are kind of exciting. But it's really cool because what I've learned from watching the way that Trello internationalizes is that it's not just about translating things uh, for that area. It's really about making sure that it's culturally appropriate too. And I give a lot of credit to that team because there's a, a huge focus on making sure that, you know, like the copy on a form when somebody's signing up is relevant to that audience. So like we'll often have kind of fun copy in our sign up form about like, Hermione and Harry Potter things and like that might not make as much sense in another country so we will do the research and figure out like what are the popular kind of pop culture things there and how can we really localize our content to make sense there so we're not just translating it we're localizing it yeah and I have to ask because we're based in Helsinki in Finland so why do you have a Nordic marketing manager for this region specifically yeah. You know, um, I think that there is, there's an opportunity. Um, I mean, it's, it's really interesting. That's a good question because like something that our Nordic marketing manager has shared is that different people in different regions are at different kind of places in kind of this collaboration, um, organization, get things done kind of journey. You know, like I think in the States, the concept of like project management tools and tools for kind of sharing things in a horizontal fashion and having very lateral management structures are like a little bit more common and like have been around for a while. But I think that there is a big opportunity 
for us in regions that, you know, maybe some of these ideas are still being developed to really have a voice. And we do a lot of events in the Nordic region. So we will, you know, both go to like specific companies, like um, our, my teammates went to Ikea, which was pretty cool to do a presentation on Trello. Uh, but they also will host these kind of like thought leadership events on the future of work and remote work. And I think for us, it was both like, we happened to find somebody who um, is, has a really diverse background, like is from that area. He actually lives in Spain. And I think that, uh, you know, we found that that region, there was like a lot of interest and it felt like the right thing at the right time. It's also like, there's a lot of uh, different kind of countries in that region that may have different needs, but there's an opportunity to kind of repurpose some of the content we've already created. So I think it was right place, right time and the right opportunity. Yeah, and I have to add that we, uh, we at Advanced B2B are big fans of Trello and actually we use a agile marketing model processes and Trello is pretty much at the heart of that. So yeah, you definitely have, uh, have one big fan here in Advanced B2B <laughs> in the growth hub. Um, I do but, hear that. Yeah, and uh, one thing I want to ask now, and that is, uh, you know, what do you feel are some of the common mistakes that marketers can or tend to make when it comes to product marketing? Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that they're, they seem kind of simple, but I think that these are really the most common ones is like not talking to customers enough, you know, forgetting that you really can reach out to people and say like, Hey, you've been using this tool for a while. We would love to just get your feedback on these things or just generally kind of how are things going? I think that's the biggest one. Uh, I think, you know, not setting goals properly or like setting up an experiment without really knowing what it is you're trying to learn, you know, on the growth team, we're hyper-focused on having an official hypothesis before we run anything. And I've seen a lot of teams, you know, they'll go in with like an idea that they want to prove. And with those kinds of experiments, it's hard to really think that they're objective. You know, if you go in saying like, we want to prove that, um, you know, if we make this button like green, then more people will sign up. But then they're going to, you know, change all the buttons on the whole website to be green and they're not going to set up a timeline for how long they're going to track it. And it just gets to this point where you're kind of like, you're, you're, you already know what you want the data to say and you kind of manipulate and read it that way. So I think not being objective in your experiments, I think also um, thinking too small. So like I mentioned the button color and Honestly, from the testing we've done, we found that things like that really have no impact for us. Like, I think, you know, you got to think more drastically when you're trying to make a change. Um, like for us, we, we really didn't see significant homepage changes until we started getting pretty severe with what we were looking for. Like most recently, uh, we actually did a version of our homepage that had no content and just a form to sign up. and we actually saw like a slight lift in signups, but we saw a decrease in activation. So for us, that was meant like we weren't going to implement it, but we actually learned something from it, which was good. Okay, yeah. And, uh, and a final question. So if those were the things that uh, product marketers should avoid, what do you feel you know, is the key to success when yeah. it comes to product marketing? Yeah, I think uh, a big part of it is kind of a shared understanding of who it is that's using your product and who 
either should be or who you're aiming for. So I think like a shared company-wide understanding of kind of your target markets and messaging. I think every single person in the company should be able to pitch your product. And I think a lot of that really kind of comes back on the product marketing team to be able to translate the value prop in a human way. Um, I think another key thing is constantly experimenting and kind of having a healthy cadence of experiments that are impacting your top line metrics. So like I said, not just button colors, but you know, if you're focusing on signups or upgrades, like tests that really are gonna relate to those things. Uh, and then I think like the last one, which is really key is just product and marketing staying in super close alignment. And I think that that is totally on product marketing to do that because as we talked about, product marketing kind of sits in between a bunch of spaces and I think that when product and marketing stay in close alignment, everything is better. Awesome. Great. And now let's move on to the closing uh, part of the interview and, and our yeah. fast five challenge. So basically what I'm going to do is just ask uh, five quick questions and all you need to do is answer them as quickly as possible. So you're okay. ready. I'm ready. All right, let's do it. So uh, the first one is what book or books are you currently reading? Uh, okay. So currently I'm reading the book Creativity Inc., which is by the founder of Pixar, Ed Catmull. And it's all about kind of uh, how everyone can be creative and also the journey of Pixar and how they became as successful as they are. And I'm also reading, um, I, well, I just finished the book uh, Influence, which is like the psychology of persuasion. And it was actually recommended by Dave Gerhardt at Drift as kind of one of the psychology and marketing books that every marketer should read and i loved it okay great i i think i pretty much get all my book recommendations from the guys at drift and the seeking yeah. wisdom podcast so <laughs> they're both on my on my list actually totally um, yeah uh, second question so a SaaS company that you love and why mm. i would have to say spotify and i love them because I love music, but I also think that they do an amazing job of making data interesting to consumers. Like one of my favorite things that they've done is the year in review for Spotify. And uh, if people haven't seen it, it's like they, at the end of the year, will send you a link to kind of what your year in music looked like. And you can see like what were your most listened to songs and categories. And it's just really beautiful and visual. And I honestly would love to steal that idea and do something like that for Trello. <laughs> but I think overall, I just find that they do a great job of um, making data and research interesting on a consumer level, which is not easy to do. Okay, so we should all look out for an upcoming feature of your, your Trello year in review. Yeah, Maybe next I year. I really hope so. <laughs> I don't know if there's enough time, Well, Maybe there's enough time still to squeeze it in. Maybe. Um, uh, yeah, th so third question, your favorite place to read about marketing online? Yeah, uh, I would say... There's a mix of places. I mean, I'm always kind of keeping a pulse on the HubSpot blog. I used to work there and I think that they just do a really good job of staying on any sort of marketing trends. So it's kind of a good place to make sure that you're constantly up to date on what's happening. Uh, I mean, I have to pitch the Trello blog. It's not 100% marketing focused, but I think that we do a really good job at making sure that we're kind of talking about like productivity tips how to stay organized, how to stay on top of what you're doing and getting more done. Uh, you know, I read Kiss Metrics a decent amount. I'm definitely a data nerd. So that's probably 
one of my favorite ones, Moz for more kind of like technical marketing stuff. And I think those are the kind of my biggest ones right now. Um, yeah. I mean, I also, I tend to uh, read like the kind of more business side of news sites as well. So whether that's like Huffington Post or New York Times, I always also get the top 10 business things that you need to know in tech of the day, which is an if this, then that kind of uh, whatever it's called. It's like a trigger. So it like forwards you the information for like the top 10 tech things and to your email every morning. Fourth one, your, your most important growth metric. Most important growth metric. I would say, I, I have to say it's active usage. For us, we talk a lot about monthly active usage, but lately we've also been talking about weekly active usage because I think there are different kinds of Trello users, people who use it you know, every day and people who use it for kind of more long-term planning. Uh, and I think that active usage is a true metric. I think that like signups and views and things like that can be kind of vanity metrics. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of ways that you can get a lot of signups or a lot of views to things by, you know, using kind of clickbaity headlines or photos of dogs, which tend to work well, <laughs> but, you know, they might not be leading to kind of the users that you're looking for. And I, I think active usage is one of the metrics that kind of reflects most directly how your business is doing. And if it's actually helping people. Okay. And then the final one is what would be your best piece of advice for fellow SaaS marketers? Um, well, you know, at Inbound, I heard Michelle Obama speak and I was really inspired by, she was talking about, you know, anytime that she enters a meeting, she likes to check in with people on a human level. And, and it was a good reminder, I think that, uh, you know, we're all here because we're trying to do something good for the world in some capacity. And, you know, I truly believe that that's what I'm doing at Trello. But I think that we all have to remember that we're humans working with other humans. Uh, and I think that means both internally in your company and also with your end users. So I think my piece of advice is remember that we're all humans and to tap into the humanity of one another and, and understand that at the end of the day, we're all just kind of trying to understand each other better. Excellent. Jessica, thank you so much for joining us to talk about Trello and product marketing. It has been wonderful having you on the show today. Oh, thank you so much, Edward. I've really enjoyed it. That was Jessica Webb of Trello sharing her thoughts on all things product marketing. As ever, there was loads of great advice for all marketers. And you can find Jessica on Twitter at Jessica Webbicker. That is at J-E-S-S-I-C-A. W-E-B-B-I-C-A. Also, if you're enjoying the growth of podcast, then please subscribe, leave us a review, and we truly appreciate any feedback you have. And you're always welcome to get in touch with me on Twitter at Nordic Edward. So thank you for listening to the Growth Hub podcast brought to you by SaaS marketing agency Advanced B2B. This is your host, Edward Ford, signing off. And make sure you check out the Growth Hub at advancedb2b.com slash the Growth Hub for more content and resources on everything B2B SaaS growth. It's our job to tell better stories. And always remember, it's the risk takers that are rewarded.